Hello, and welcome to another episode of Cultivating Careers in Alternative Proteins, a podcast which shares the stories of how students and early career professionals got into the alternative protein industry, as well as gives advice on how you can start a career in this revolutionary field. Some people I've met with a computer science background have asked me how they can contribute to the alternative protein industry. Although the relevance between computer science and alternative protein may not be clear, my response has typically been that there are a few companies in this space who are using machine learning and data analytics to determine the ideal protein sources, ingredient formulations, sensory attributes, etc. One of the most notable companies being Climax Foods, which is a plant-based food startup in the Bay Area. Today, I'll be speaking with someone who has done a data science role at Climax Foods. Erica Pilpre is a freshman at MIT majoring in computer science and neuroscience. She is a former columnist for the San Mateo Daily Journal and a former sensory and data science intern at Climax Foods. In her spare time, she is a part of Cell Egg at MIT, a student group spreading awareness about the alternative protein industry and cellular agriculture research. Now, on to my conversation with Erica. Hello, Erica, and welcome to the show. I'm very excited to have you on. Thank you for having me. What really inspired or motivated you to work in the alternative protein sector? Yeah, that's a great question. I think my first inspiration probably comes from my passion for food and for cooking and baking. I developed this in the beginning of high school. I was always really passionate about food and I think food is a very important part of both of my cultures and also my life. And it means so much to me. So I, mean, I always wanted to explore it more and see where it would take me. And I think that's kind of the origin, but sort of like as another kickoff in the more alternative protein space, I was assigned an article for my high school newspaper where I wrote about food tech companies in the Bay Area, which is where I'm from. And this sort of space was very new to me, and I, I still think it's a very new and growing space. When you do column for a newspaper, you do a lot of research, you do a lot of interview work and all of that. And I kind of realized and recognized that the space exists and the space is much needed in this current world and in our future, of course. So sort of this combination of multiple things came to me and Additionally, with the onset of COVID-19, I had more time to read about our food system and how there's so many moving parts of our food system and it's so complex and there are many parts that need to be fixed for us to be able to feed a growing population. So kind of the combination of all these things led me to have a passion for alternative protein. Awesome. Yeah. Was there any reading that you did in particular that stood out to you or my original passion for it came from the food waste issue. With COVID-19, like, there was these drastic images of milk being dumped in the river and tons of vegetables just being left out on the field. And this is a huge problem. We have over 40 million Americans who are hungry and millions of pounds of food are wasted. And so I think that was what really stuck with me first. And then I sort of noticed that there are so many other things that are 
happening within our food system. So I kind of come at a different angle, I would say. But after that, I started reading more about alternative proteins. In the Bay Area, we also have Impossible Foods and all these other companies that are working on alternative proteins. So I read more about those and how really messed up animal agriculture is and how we can really have an impact through creating these new foods and consuming them. Yeah, fair enough. And food waste is really just a terrible problem. And the unequal distribution of food in the world is very depressing. And one thing that I really admire about alternative proteins is there's even a few companies that are trying to upcycle food waste. So in terms of using byproducts from other food manufacturing processes and turning that food into a a viable protein source. Definitely. Yeah, I think that's awesome as well. I just think there's so many solutions out there and so many people working on them more and more. So anything I read is very exciting. So could you share your journey of how you end up landing your internship at Climax Foods? Yeah. So after my first semester of senior year in high school ended, I sort of realized I had this free time. And I reached out and cold emailed a list of companies that I was interested in the Bay Area in this food tech and alternative protein area. And I was very, very lucky that Climax Foods responded to me. And they were like, yeah, sure, we'll take an intern. And I was their first intern. I was extremely lucky. The cold emailing companies and landing an internship is, I would say, fairly rare from what I've heard. All right. Could you talk a little bit more about your specific experience in reaching out to companies, what that was like and how you went about doing that? I think that'd be really beneficial for our listeners. The first thing I did was creating a spreadsheet and really doing a lot of research on companies nearby. LinkedIn helped a lot for that. So finding a company's profile and there might not be a position for an internship, right? Climax Foods did not have a position for an internship available. You go to their page and they were looking for a food scientist and something else. And so regardless, I saw their contact email and I reached out because I was interested. And don't be afraid to put yourself out there and email people, especially if they're small. I think that they would love to have the help of an intern, whether it's to try out a project or something or another. I would say I was fairly lucky where Climax Foods was still a small company and I was able to join as their first intern. So definitely a lot of luck involved, but I would say like, make sure when you're doing it, whether you're sending an email or a cover letter, definitely mention your experience and your passion and what really drives you. I would definitely say just reach out as much as you can. Yeah, absolutely. And you have nothing to lose and everything to gain. Worst thing that can happen is they don't respond or they say no. Best thing is that they offer you an internship, which could maybe even potentially lead to a job later on. For sure. What was their response to your initial cold email? Yeah, so I got a response from the CEO and he was like, oh yeah, this would be interesting. And I think this was like a demonstration of Carmex Foods flexibility because instead of being like, oh, we need an intern to do this. We need an intern to do that. It was more like, well, Erica, what do you want to do, right? And 
I had this sort of flexibility in crafting my own internship and they offered various projects that I could work on. And I was kind of able to choose, oh, this is sort of what I'm interested in. And eventually sort of like crafted into my own project. And I think that was really awesome. And this flexibility and care and understanding of my interests and their interests as well made it a very successful experience. Yeah, that's super amazing that they were able to match your interests with their needs. Mm -hmm. What was your specific role there? What did you do on a day-to-day basis? Yeah, so my role was a sensory and data science intern. So I kind of worked on two sides of the company and, and sort of merged them together in a way. Some of the things I've did at the company was first, we started sensory evaluation and data collection very early. I organized some sensory panels and we organized various tastings. We kind of went through a process of going through what sort of questions we want to ask, what sort of prototypes we want to give out, and what do we really want to determine from these sensory panels. It was a lot of trial and error and sort of figuring things out. It was a whole process, but it was a lot of fun and great to learn. And then from that data, sort of evaluation and analyzing that data from those sensory panels and determining these sort of flavor attributes are more popular than these ones. And what do we really need to focus on? Because at the end of the day, the consumer is the most important. So we kind of wanted to have that data early, which is very valuable. And then another major part of my role was I built machine learning models to determine plant-based prototypes. This is really cool part of the process because I think it's fairly rare that there's food and data science slash machine learning combined together, but it was a lot of work for sure because there's not much out there, but it was really, really cool. And I think that definitely a really cool space to combine those two fields together. Yeah, that's a really unique project that you worked on. From my experience in the plant-based industry, there isn't much done on quantitative analysis of sensory data. It's typically more qualitative. So I'm glad that you were able Mm -hmm. to make it more numerical. So prior to this, did you have any experience in machine learning or data science? Not really, which is also the part I'm really grateful for because Climax Foods let me learn a lot. Like I did have programming experience and I have taken classes in data science, but Climax Foods kind of let me experiment and also figure things out on my own as I was learning, which I thought was very, very valuable. And I really appreciate it. So they were able to provide you some mentorship? Yes, definitely. What would you describe working at Climax Foods? Like, what was it like? I know they're a very data-driven company. So how did that reflect the company culture there? Yeah, so I would say one thing about Climax Foods is everyone comes from a different science background. There's data science, there's biology, there's food science, there's biomaterial physics and so many different sciences. And I would say the work is very interdisciplinary. Like even my role is like combining two fields together and everybody's work is very interdisciplinary. And the types of conversations that were had were also very, I would say, specific and nitty gritty. It was very fascinating. Every day I learned something new. And I think that was what was really powerful. And I think everybody sort of bounced off of each other and everybody knew something else that someone else didn't. 
I think that was what's very valuable and still is very valuable about Climax Foods. The fact that there's so many different disciplines combining together and we can all learn from everyone else. Okay. So sort of like a, for lack of a better term, integrated expert approach. I would say so. So what did you enjoy the most about your internship there? I would say what I enjoyed the most is really like how much I learned and the opportunities that I got. And I just really, really appreciate the mentorship that I received from everyone and how much I learned and how much flexibility they also gave me in what I wanted to do and what I wanted to learn. So that was one of the best parts of the internship. So what did you enjoy the least about your internship there? So for me, the way I worked was I was mainly remote. And I've only went into the office maybe two times. I was basically a remote intern. I wish I was in person the whole entire time because the times I went in person were awesome. And I felt like I learned so much more. We would have side conversations and sort of these ideas that are being brainstormed. And that just doesn't exist in the remote workspace. Climax Foods is a data company, but it is also a food company. So you want to really be in the lab, seeing those cheeses and tasting them as you go. But I didn't have that opportunity just because of logistics reasons and being far away from the office. Fair enough. I can imagine it'd be pretty difficult to do sensory evaluations remote. Yes. Those are the times I went in person for the sensory evaluations. And sometimes the other person I was working with would lead them. So I know you're a freshman now at MIT, and I was wondering... Mm -hmm what your next steps or career goals are? Currently, I am an organizer for the Cellular Agriculture Club at MIT. We are trying to spread information about cellular agriculture at MIT and beyond. And so we're planning various projects to do that, whether it's like our speaker series or informational podcasts, et cetera, et cetera. There's so many exciting things going on. So I'm super stoked for that. But I would say overall for my career goals, I definitely want to start my own startup. Of course, this is like the big dream of doing your own thing and launching something of your own. But I am definitely passionate about this food tech alternative protein space. And I think to get to this point of finding my own idea and launching something of my own, I still need a lot to learn. And I think that's the point of going and getting an education. I'm learning every day. I want to learn more. I want to see what else is needed, what solutions are out there currently, and what can I do and what can I contribute. Why did you decide to pursue a major in computer science and neuroscience? I love the major and the classes that come with it are very interesting. Essentially, it's computer science and neuroscience, but there are two tracks that you can pursue. There's one that's more focused on the neuroscience and neuroengineering aspect, and but there's also the AI and machine learning, and how can we better understand the brain and use that to better our machine learning models. So I just find that space very, very interesting. And when I heard about the major, I was super stoked. Yeah, that sounds really cool. So how did your experience at Climax Foods shape or influence your career decisions moving forward? You know, I had a great time at Climax Foods. And it really shaped me in, in a way that like, yes, I want to focus on this. And this is a field that I am 
feel passionate about. So yeah, definitely very, very grateful for my experience there. And the experience itself pushed me a lot. I was learning something new on the job and, and also presenting and, and talking to experts definitely was intimidating, but I was able to do it. So I think that the experience really, really helped me become more confident. And I really love this space. And I think that there's so many cool solutions out there. And it really, really inspired me. Also, like within working at a startup, there's always things that are changing and you have to be sort of on your feet. So I think that also pushed me and helped me understand a lot about working at a startup and also how do you start building your own startup and how do you resolve conflict and all of these things. So did that inspire you to want to start your own business? Yeah, I think so. I think that's part of it. I get the question a lot about why are you interested in entrepreneurship? And I think it's a multitude of things, but I definitely think my experience at Comex Foods is one of them. I really like the sort of hustle culture and I'm really inspired by things that work really quickly and problem solving and figuring things out with a team. I think that's really awesome. And I want to work in that and I want to have this sort of drive to work on something. That's fantastic. So do you have any advice for people who want to get a job in the alternative protein space? I would say alternative protein is definitely still a small, yeah, very fastly growing field, but definitely reach out. I created a spreadsheet of all these companies and sort of a description of each one and send those emails, send repeat emails as well. I would say another thing is reading a lot helped me becoming really passionate about the space and finding out what's out there. What are other people working on? How does the solution work? And reading books, consuming a lot of this content will also help whether you're on or off the job and also putting yourself out there since this space is still fairly small. Yeah, I totally get that. And there's a couple good books that I've read in the food tech space that I'd recommend. Maybe you've already read them or not, but I'll just mention them here. One of them being Technically Food. The recent one by Larissa Zimbaroff. Oh, I've subscribed to her on her newsletter. And another one called The Fate of Food by Amanda Little. Is there anything else that you would like to add? Climax Foods is hiring. So definitely reach out, check out their website. They have a list of open positions there. So definitely check them out. They're a growing company and an awesome company to work with. I had a great experience, so definitely apply. Yeah, and I will provide a link to their hiring page in the show notes. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you very much, Erica, for taking the time to speak with me, and hopefully our listeners will benefit from you sharing your story. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. This is great. I appreciate you listening to this episode and hope that Erica's experience doing data science work at an alternative protein company demonstrates that there are a wide variety of skills needed to grow this industry. And there's a place for everyone, including you, to be a part of the alternative protein revolution. Mm-hmm.